0: Tonight I want to talk about the, um, the Word of God that was fulfilled, the prophecies that were fulfilled in Matthew 2 and in Luke 2. Um, if you don't know, that's the nativity. Think about this. Imagine that 600 years ago to 1,000 years ago, before Christopher Columbus ever came to this great continent of North America, that someone in his brigade made a prophecy that here, right here in Canton, Ohio, a baby would be born a virgin. And somebody years later had another insight before the Civil War, even before the Revolutionary War, that here God was going to speak to mankind and change everything. Imagine that Jesus had it come. That, that we were still living in Old Testament times. How amazing would it be that multiple prophets from the time all the way back when it would be from, from this time to from Christopher Columbus to now, the time of the revolution to now, that there suddenly came to pass here, right? Wouldn't that be extraordinary? And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. You know, the Hebrew Bible is the Old Testament, Right? Uh, specifically, the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible, which is what Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and so it was there inside of the Old Testament, even inside of the Pentateuch, the concept of the Messiah was developed, and a lot of the 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 people understood this concept of the Messiah it meant the Anointed One of God, who would come to usher in an era. Where people of the earth would live together harmoniously and in righteousness, right? And the idea, many of the, the the rabbis say was implied in the story of creation. Does anybody want to take a guess at why this the idea of the Messiah was implied in the story of creation? The of woman, That's part of it. Yeah, go ahead. Tell it, Eric. I didn't so so when they ate it, he said. He said the snake will will bruise your heel, but your seed will crush his head. That's right. He was referring to the Messiah right there. But there's even another indication that is vivid if you think about it. I'm going to tell you what it is. According to rabbinical thinking, God wanted us to live with him in paradise, which is why he did not destroy the Garden of Eden altogether, but simply shut the gates and guarded it in hopes that one day the relationship that God and man had would be restored and that we could walk together in the garden again. Otherwise, he would have destroyed the garden if he had wanted to entirely. Pretty interesting concept, right? Now, um, anybody else considered that before? It is pretty neat. So, before reviewing, before reading some of the um, some of these prophecies, I just want you to again consider what that would look like that that somebody would be born of a virgin. Has anybody ever heard of that before? Yes, in the Bible, in the Bible, yeah. You know, my my grandmother was in New York, and um, they this lady said to her. Gail, are you a virgin? And she goes, of course not. And they all started laughing because they knew how pious and, and faithful she was to her faith. She, and, and this lady walked up and said, Gail, what did you say to them? And she, they said, she said, they asked me if I was the Virgin Mary. And I said, of course I'm not the Virgin Mary. She said, Gail, that's not what that means. Let me tell you what virgin means. As an 18-year-old, 19-year-old girl, she had never heard that of what a virgin really meant, every time she heard it it was she thought it was part of Mary's name like like you know like somebody would be named Virginia. I think it's funny, but in a, anyways, <laughs> I think I don't have to explain that in our culture today <laughs> She wasn't married yet, in addition uh to many of these prophecies. Uh, imagine it all came to be true in our lifetime—the fulfilling of the predictions that are centuries old, and astronomically unlike anything in creation—that it was happening just as the prophecies unfolded. So, here we know this. Let's go to Genesis 22, verse 18. Anybody got in scripture? Genesis 22: 18. Give us some time to make the so it's here in chapter twenty two that God is going to be making a promise to who? Abraham. And what does he say to him, Eric? I don't know. twenty two 18. And while they're looking that up, Taj, I want you to look up Numbers twenty four, seventeen. I want JC, I want you to look up Isaiah eleven one. Courtney, I would like for you to look up Jeremiah 23, verse 5 and 6. Abby, I would like for you to look up 2 Samuel 7, verse 12 and 13. You're going to be looking up Isaiah 11 and 1. 11 and 1. For you, I want you to look up 2 Samuel 7, 12 and 13. Uh, Storm, I want you to look up Micah 5 and 2. Okay, you look up Micah 5 and 2. Storm, um, Isaiah 7 and verse 14. Okay, well not yet. So Eric, go ahead. You read yours first. You said 7 and 14, right? Alright, Genesis 22, verse 18. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So who do you believe is the seed that all the world would be blessed by? Jesus. It would be Jesus. Jesus Jesus came. If you read the genealogy, Jesus came. And, and we as Christians believe that Jesus fulfilled this promise that everyone in creation, just the Jews, but, but the Gentiles as well, and which was evident when Peter had the vision of the unclean animals coming down on the the sheet from heaven, and the Lord said, what you've called unclean, I call clean. So you, even the Gentiles who are unclean are now, like, yes, that's right, preach with me. All right, Numbers 24 and 17. It says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and the scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab, and break down all the sons of Sheba. yeah. Right there, when Go- Abraham began prophesying about his, his descendant who would come, who really is the Messiah, the Messiah, he said, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. So he, began, he prophesied a star would rise in the sky, and a scepter will rise out of Israel, which he was saying that he would, a king would come. You want to explain it, Moab? No, good. No, you do it. What do you know about Moab? It's the like, sinful thing, man. It's like a terrible uh, idol air Moab, well, the people of Moab, the Moabites were um, a tribe that, yeah, they were filled with um, a lot of, I would say, like, Loose sexualities and and giving themselves to the gods and um, sacrifice, human sacrifices, passing their children through the fires. Um, But yeah, but the Lord said a a scepter will rise out of Israel and he would destroy, which he's talking about the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, he He would overcome victoriously. Isaiah 11 and 1. Oh, that's me. There okay. shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out from his roots. And yeah, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Now what happened when John the Baptist baptized Jesus? Not only was he the son of, he was the great, 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 great grandson of Jesse, who was David, King David's father. Jesus was in the lineage of David. That's why he went to Bethlehem for the census. So he did come out of of the town of Bethlehem. And he was, the the Spirit, just like Mila said, the Holy Spirit rested upon him like a dove, right? So the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. From Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5 and 6. Courtney. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord of our righteous Savior. And, And imagine you're hearing this as a Jew. What would you be looking for? Imagine, I mean, if you were to put yourself in their shoes, let's say, let's say that the Messiah had never come and he was coming to the Messiah was coming to Canton, and maybe it would look a lot more like, and the days are coming, close to the Lord, when I'll raise up David, a righteous branch, a president who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land, right? And we don't have, I mean, if we were putting this in perspective, they were probably looking for a political leader. When they, were, when they were considering a king, yeah. So, like, if someone told me it was David's kid, like, David, like, conquered every single enemy that the Israelites had. So, like, I would expect, like, someone more violent than David to be even, like, more, not violent, but, like, someone who could even do more damage than David did. Yeah, uh, I mean, the equivalent, if you were considering this, you were sharing this, you might consider that it would be like an Alex the Great. Alexander the Great kind of person, it would fit in your mind. That's probably what you would be expecting, right? That this king, he would be born into luxury, born in the palace, um, that he would be given great riches, right? I mean, that's what I would consider. Like What's that? Like a hero. Yeah, like a, a a, hero. A, a, really, a, a champion of the people. That's that's kind of and really Jesus was a champion of the people but he came and he didn't come to conquer land he came to conquer what was more important than that which was the soul he came to bring to bring victory to the eternal being when you think about the kingdom and Jesus was Jesus wasn't considering territories so much as he was considering the territory of your heart, the the and that was what Jesus knew is is that there's a, that there's a kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is represented right now in this room, the church, the ecclesia. We ever heard ever heard people talk about the ecclesia? What they're saying is we're not talking about a building. We're talking about a body of believers. When we convene together, we become the church. We are the church. Not this place, not this carpet, not these walls, but we convene together and the Holy Spirit comes and he abides in us and over us. That's the kingdom that God was coming. But, but do you understand what other people would have been looking for and why it was difficult for them to recognize that Jesus was the Messiah at that time? So Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 and 13 your ancestors. I will, rise, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house <clears throat> for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. When your days are over and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom what kingdom is he talking about? We were just talking about it a second ago. Oh, establish your kingdom. That, everything that they say, uh, everything that I'm hearing. Hey, come on in for a second. Um, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Pita, oh, okay. uh, Pita. We had four, three kids, four kids show up for our pizza party. Oh, well, it's just the roads are so bad. That is so kind. What do, you, what do you what do you what do you what do we owe you for it? We got a pizza next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. We got one more coming up. Wow, thank you so much, yeah. i got Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Becca. I you appreciate that. Uh, we might, but I'll, I'll send JC for some. Okay. She's got to come up anyways. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Becca, if you can get us napkins, <laughs> we'll repay you. Um, uh, they're in my, they're in my office. Um, uh, all right, Taj going to help. The Lord has brought us bread that we might break together. Um, cheese. Is that more? Is that more comfy? Yeah, that chair is so comfortable. You want a chair? <laughs> no, this chair is comfortable. There is the blue one. This yeah. I'm sorry. All right, we need to get more comfortable chairs. Um, all right, so. I want you to. I want you to imagine that he's talking about a kingdom, the one who will build a house for my name, and they're thinking, they're thinking, oh my goodness, um, we're gonna have a temple again. Because remember, there was a temple, the great temple of Solomon, was destroyed by the Babylonian invasion, and the, the children were carried off into Babylon. They rebuild the temple again, and what happens? It's destroyed again. The second temple. Uh, well. Actually, it wasn't destroyed yet. At this time, they did have a temple, but they're thinking about the great temple. It would be. It was about to be destroyed. And there's the story to the Maccabees even. Woo! Praise hey, the Lord. Hey, <laughs> right and he said, I'll establish the throne of his kingdom forever. They thought this is <laughs> a lineage that will never leave. Uh, go ahead. Let's pizza. praise you, Father God, for this wonderful gift of pizza. We pray you bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Take, take one down. Pass it around. It was. Dude, I was like, I you I feel like we're, yeah. just, we're just in informal mode, so we'll just open one up here. All right. And then we'll open one up. there. You can to take one Yeah, take it You Do you understand how hard I have to walk into the chair? We're just going to rotate. Well, you guys know how to change well. I, I just did. It's still hot. Um all right, I'll put put it right here. Okay. Go ahead and get a piece of pizza really fast. Mamma mia. mama mia, mama mia, bigger mia, big It's going down I didn't eat I didn't eat nothing but a little piece of bread. More. <laughs> no. Michael, you want some? Yeah, I'll take one. Uh pepperoni for sure. Are you momming me? Are you getting into mom mode? Are you getting into mom mode? All right. Well, we will work on that. So, Micah 5-2, somebody. Somebody. Somebody, please. All right. Wow, this is big pizzas. Ephrathah, Ephrathah who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. So, where was he going to be born? Bethlehem. 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 Micah 5-2, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me. One who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Isn't it incredible that God would be born from a small town that was little known and hardly forgotten, but it was going to do great things. I think even there, God is trying to communicate with us that even out of someone who's small, someone who feels little in your own sight, he can use and be great. He's not looking for an empire or Chicago or you could be from a little town like can't know how and be used to change the world hey, All right Isaiah 7:14 uh, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The, old, the virgin shall conceive the virgin son and the shall Now I feel like Isaiah some of these other people they had some they had some prophecies that were spot on but I mean like I mean, like, you, know, yes, yeah, from the tribe of Abraham. It's from the, you know, a descendant will come. Like, that was what Abraham got. And other people knew it was like, it's going to be from the tribe of Jesse. A root will grow up. But this dude, Isaiah goes, hey, drop the mic. The Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will be with child. Do you know how hard it was for that man to make that prophecy? If somebody came up in my church and got on the mic, and they were like, and behold, this woman that has never been with anybody will suddenly give birth to a baby. I would have been like, oh, we need I to... to we should, I, I would have been like, Austin, Austin, turn the mic down. Turn it down. Like this guy... I mean, everybody that heard this guy was like, I used to listen to him, but that's just really off. <laughs> like this guy, he said a lot of good things. I've seen a lot of things happen, but... Woo, Josh Fowler came and he prophesied that Justin Bieber was gonna he was gonna evangelize to the world. Guess what? He's been praying with people on his Instagram. Have you seen that? Like, there's just certain things where you hear, you're like, God, should I really say this? You better ministry, but it's not gonna happen years. Give me years. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, the virgin will be with shouting. will give to you. But see, that's even the harder thing is that you hear this from God and it's not fulfilled in your lifetime. So everybody, it's, after you're gone, is like, he did, he was, he was a quack sometimes. Other times you heard from God, but, uh, you know, like he never got to live to see that prophecy fulfilled. But yeah, he did. You're right. Eternally he did. So, um, but you will call his name Emmanuel. This was a big word. It means God with us. It indicates the divinity of Jesus. Okay. So, uh, Eric, since you're not eating anymore, look up Psalm 72, 9, and 10. Ashley, I would like you to look up Jeremiah 31 and verse 15. Hunter is a loud preacher. <laughs> he is preaching. When you're done with that, Ted, you don't have your phone, do you? I do. Okay. I'll let you, I'll let you go. Uh, Hosea 11 and verse 1. Look up Hosea 11, verse 1. Uh, Taj's. Yep. Yep. Okay, go ahead, Eric. Let the nomads of the desert bow before him and his enemies lick the dust. Let the kings of Tarshish and of the islands bring presents, the kings of Sheba and Seba. Offer gifts. And it also says after that. And let all the kings bow down before him, and all nations serve him, for he will deliver the needy when he cries for help, the afflicted also, and him who has no helper. Man, come on. That is like, woo, that's goal right there. This is guys, this is hundreds of years. This is hundreds of years before. and. You know what's really amazing is that no one can test that Mary, like Mary, got pregnant. Right, her husband was not her husband yet. It was her, if you will, fiance. Joseph was betrothed him, and Joseph was getting ready to say, "Nah, Mary, nah, Mary." Like, in fact, they, the 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 Sadducees, the Pharisees, they all knew this because he was about to put her away, and they called her. They called Jesus a bastard son because they didn't believe that she was a virgin. I mean, in 99999999999999 percent of all relationships, no one had ever been born without intimacy, right? But the Holy Spirit deposited the seed of God, the fertilization of the Holy Spirit took Mary's egg and fertilized it. He did not they did not have an intimate relationship. He just deposited his seed inside of her. <laughs> Wait, okay, so you said 9.99, but some people do just go to egg donors without intimacy, without knowing that person. It was fertilized by humans. It was like fertilized yeah. internally. Nobody nobody else Listen, she was not artificially inseminated here. <laughs> and also they did not have the technologies that are available to us two thousand years ago. And also they're still not I guess you could call them virgins. I mean that's I guess you could call them virgins, but she had a she was yeah, that's true that Jesus. When Jesus came through her loins, he broke through. What what others have called the bloody planks of a virgin, like he came through the portal of a virgin. He broke the wall just like he would break the temple, the the curtains. (laughs) Check, (laughs) Mary. (laughs) Check, (laughs) Mary. (laughs) Listen, what? They didn't, they didn't need, I don't think they, well, that's a possibility that Joseph, <laughs> Joseph did, might have checked her, that's a possibility, but in Jewish times, this is what you need to understand, in Jewish times, when they had sex, they were much younger than, than the, the first, they would get married, and the girls would be 14 or 15 years old, they would marry an older man, probably 19, sometimes 20, it wasn't uncommon for them to marry a 30 year old, the 15, 16 year old girls, right? So, when they got married, the night of their wedding... Listen, listen, Grace. I'm serious. Everybody listen. They would take the bloody sheets and they would throw them out the window in front of the whole community. The witnesses of everybody, their family and their friends, would be outside after the wedding and they would wait until the sheets came through the window. Because it wasn't until those came out the window that... They had consummated their marriage. That's weird. No. It's, it's, it's not Back weird for that. In those days, the church or the church of the day. They they, people sex. were excited for like, that. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, people had, were excited they to they see that. Yeah. Yeah. Consummated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't think of like mind a business. <laughs> they were having a <laughs> festival. So. See. They actually went to the door. and made sure they were actually consummating through the door. In the eyes of God, sex is marriage. Sex is marriage. You are entering into an intimate covenant with someone in the eyes of God. You have entered into covenant, whether you want to believe it or not, you have, you're, you're entering into intimacy. So like if you go back in biblical times, it says that um, when it was Abraham, it was Isaac saw Rebekah, says he saw her, and she went in and they knew her, and they walked out, they were married. There was no ceremony. They knew each other, and that was his wife. So in biblical times, it was a very it was a it was a greater understanding of of intimacy. I didn't plan to get into that, but I thought it's it is pertinent to the conversation we're having. So, um, so but what's that? The virgin birth. I mean, that's an amazing prophecy. It really is, and um. That Jesus would be worshipped by shepherds in the desert, Psalm 72, 9 through 10. And the desert tribes bow down before him, and his enemies licked the dust. <laughs> and then it talks about the desert tribes, those are the, those are the people. And they saw the angels in the, out there, shepherds, and lo, angels appeared to shepherds abiding over their, their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them. And then it says the kings of Tarsus. So the three kings. It doesn't actually say three kings. I don't know where we get the idea that there's three of them. There was a lot of kings. The kings came. It says the kings from the east. I don't know where we get three. I think we get three from the gifts because there was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Because there was three gifts. We think there was only three kings. But it doesn't say that. May the kings of Sheba and, Se- and Seba present him gifts. May all the kings bow down. So Jeremiah 31:15. Thus says the Lord: A voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation, songs of mourning and bitter weeping. Rachel, Israel, is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are gone. So what did that? What was that prophecy? How was that fulfilled? Come on, you know this. Oh, wait, wasn't, the, wasn't was it Herod? Yes. Exactly. So Herod found out because he saw the kings traveling and he said, Where are you going? And they said, We're going to Bethlehem because a star has appeared in the sky and behold, a king will be born. So, what does Herod think in his mind? That is exactly right. There is a there, somebody is either going to overthrow me or my descendants. And so he said, I'm going to stop it before it ever happens. The enemy, um, and really, that's how the enemy targets us in our lives is he doesn't he doesn't target you based on what you've accomplished but based on your potential. So if you felt like you've come through something or you felt like you've been targeted for attack or you felt like you've been wounded, you felt like the enemy is trying to make a hard go things for you, then it's because the enemy recognizes your potential more than you even do. Jesus couldn't walk, he couldn't talk, he couldn't gather crowds, he couldn't assemble a delegate of individuals who would overthrow the government of that time. He could not passionately infuse the zealots. He couldn't do any of that. He was a baby who hadn't even found his voice yet. He hadn't found his joy yet. He couldn't smile yet. He hadn't found his pace. He couldn't crawl. He couldn't walk. He had no movement in life. Before you ever gain movement, the enemy has targeted you, and you wonder why? It's because of your potential. It's because of your potential. God wants... You to recognize who you are in Him. There are prophecies concerning you that you don't know. That the Lord has spoken over you, even from the womb. But the enemy recognizes your potential. He knows who you are. A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping. Rachel weeping for her children refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Hosea 11 and 1. Taj got it. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more they were called, the more they went away. They kept sacrificing to the veils and burning offerings to the idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. That's good enough. Yeah. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. You're a good reader, by the way. And in response, that is where Joseph went with a warning from an angel in a dream. To Egypt. I was talking to Taj about this. We were saying, it's so interesting. Why is it that God called Jesus to go into the place where Israel was enslaved? Because God is redeeming the place where they were enslaved and finding security where other people found slavery. God is redeeming the land. like That's what he does in our life. Is he, he operates like that and he takes the places where we've been in bondage. He gives us freedom and liberty. I I love that. And so, so we're five over. We're 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 gonna I'm gonna pray, but I just want you to consider these ancient writings and marvel at their collection of them from different authors in different time periods, hundreds even even some a thousand years before the appearance of Christ two thousand years ago. And yet they all were astonishing. Can you consider the unlikelihood that all of these prophecies were being fulfilled in one person? Do you know what the odds of, of these are? They're astronomical. And uh, you can look up a book by a guy's name, Josh, I believe it's Josh McDowell, and uh, he'll tell you the exact, the exact statistics on it. But anybody, just isn't that fascinating to know that all of those were, were fulfilled in Jesus? It wasn't how the, the Israelites expected it, but they were all fulfilled in the way that, that uh, the Father understood it. Jesus didn't come to come and dear the lamb, but one day He will come back, and those even all of those things will be fulfilled. In that Jesus will set up a actual kingdom in the millennial reign, which is something we could talk about soon. And brother Dave is actually going to be preaching on that come January. Um, he's going to be talking about end times and Armageddon, and should be very fascinating. So let us pray, Father God. We thank you for the fulfillment of your word. In Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for really the miracle of it. Father, it's a testament to who you are and how good you are. And we thank you, Father God, for your love and for giving those people hope many years before uh, and giving us the evidence of your fulfillment of prophecy so that we can have greater understanding of who you are and a more developed faith Uh, and a greater trust in you. Father, we do that tonight, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.